Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, ready or not, here we come. Welcome to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Right here in Hive, Kent, <coughs> Southeast England, just near the English Channel. And we are here after two days missing. I can't believe what happens. I've been feeling so much separation, I didn't know what to do. But now we're back in the saddle, and the feelings of separation have been dispelled already, and we're ready to continue this yagya, this Sankirtan yagya, beating in the big drum, as they say in Canterbury beating the big drum, reading Srila Prabhupada's books, which are, by the way, he called his uh, spoken kirtan. Srila Prabhupada's books are his spoken kirtan. And they are awakening people all over the world to Krishna consciousness and taking people deeper into their Krishna consciousness who are already devotees. Of the Lord. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam for what it is. It goes like this Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the world. Srimad Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Ditya, Sri Krishna Paribartita. O light heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun, risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, Prema Varshakshadayate, Sarvada Sarvasevyaya, Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you, who were supremely blissful to read, your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka bando matsangin, madguro man mahadana, manistada magbhagya, mad ananda namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth my saviour, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu, sadu tadayin, atini chochata kada, hanamun chagadachin mam, prem narit kantayokspuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me, always appear in my heart, and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya We dedicate this daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books to the Vaishnava devotees of Lord, Iskand devotees, especially in Ukraine and in Russia, going through this very intense uh, time in their lives. We've reached the second canto. We're still in the first chapter, the first step in God-realization. And Shukadev Goswami is explaining the basics the very basics of the beginning of meditating on Krishna. Text 38 
I have thus explained to you the gross I have thus explained to you the gross material gigantic conception of the personality of Godhead. One who seriously desires liberation concentrates his mind on this form of the Lord because there is nothing more than this in the material world. Purport In the Bhagavad Gita 9.10 the Supreme Personality of Godhead has, very, has verily explained that the material nature is only an order-carrying order order agent of His. She is one of the different potencies of the Lord and she acts under His direction only. As the Supreme Transcendental Lord, He simply casts a glance over the material principle and thus the agitation of matter begins and the resultant actions are manifested one after another by six kinds of gradual differentiations. All material creation is moving in that way, and thus it appears and disappears in due course. Less intelligent persons with a poor fund of knowledge cannot accommodate the thought of this inconceivable potency of the Lord Sri Krishna by which he appears just like a human being. Bhagavad Gita 9.11 His appearance in the material world as one of us is also his causeless mercy upon the fallen souls. He is transcendental to all material conceptions, but by his unbounded mercy upon his pure devotees, he comes down and manifests himself as the personality of Godhead. Materialistic philosophers and scientists are too much engrossed with atomic energy and the gigantic situation of the universal form, and they offer respect more seriously to the external phenomenal feature of material manifestations than to the nominal principle of spiritual existence. The transcendental form of the Lord is beyond the jurisdiction of such materialistic activities. And it is very difficult to conceive that the Lord can be simultaneously localized and all-pervasive. Because the materialistic philosophers and scientists think of everything in terms of their own experience. Because they are unable to accept the personal feature of the Supreme Lord, the Lord is kind enough to demonstrate the Virat feature of His transcendental form. And herein, Srila Shukadeva Goswami has vividly described this form of the Lord. He concludes that there is nothing beyond this gigantic feature of the Lord. None of the materialistic, thoughtful men can go beyond this conception of the gigantic form. The minds of, of the materialistic men are flickering and constantly changing from one aspect to another. Therefore, one is advised to think of the Lord by thinking of any part of His gigantic body. And by one's intelligence only, one can think of Him in any manifestation of the material world, the forest, the hill, the ocean, the man, the animal, the demigod, the bird, the beast, or anything else. Each and every item of the material manifestation entails a part of the body of the gigantic form and thus the flickering mind can be fixed on the Lord only and nothing else. This process of concentrating on the different bodily parts of the Lord will gradually diminish the demoniac challenge of godlessness and bring about gradual development of devotional service to the Lord. Everything being a part and parcel of the complete whole, the neophyte student will gradually realize the hymns of the Ishupanishad, which state that the Supreme Lord is everywhere, and thus he will learn the art of not committing any offense to the body of the Lord. 
this sense of God-mindedness, wow, they, they're talking about mindfulness, this sense of God-mindedness will diminish one's pride in challenging the existence of God. Thus one can learn to show respect to everything, for all things are parts and parcels of the Supreme Body. Text 39 One should concentrate his mind upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who alone distributes himself in so many manifestations, just as ordinary persons create thousands of manifestations in dreams. One must concentrate the mind on Him, the only all-blissful, absolute truth. Otherwise, one will be misled and will cause his own degradation. PURPORT In this verse, the process of devotional service is indicated by the great Goswami, Srila Shukadev. He tries to impress upon us that instead of diverting our attention to several branches of self-realization, we should concentrate upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead as the supreme object of realization, worship, and devotion. Self-realization is, as it were, offering a fight for eternal life against the material struggle for existence. And therefore, by the illusory grace of the external energy, the yogi or the, or the devotee is faced with many allurements which can entangle a great fighter again in the bondage of material existence. A yogi can attain miraculous successes in material achievements such as anima and lagima by which one can become more minute than the minutest, or lighter than the lightest, or in the ordinary sense, one may achieve material benedictions in the shape of wealth and women. But one is warned against such allurements because entanglement again in such illusory pleasure means degradation of the self and further imprisonment in the material world. In this warning, by this warning, one should follow one's vigilant intelligence only. The Supreme Lord is one and His expansions are various. He is therefore the Supersoul of everything. When a man sees anything, he must know that his seeing is secondary and the Lord's seeing is primary. One cannot see anything without the Lord's having first seen it. That is the instruction of the Vedas and the Upanishads. So whatever we see or do, the Supersoul of all acts of seeing or doing is the Lord. I'll say that again. So whatever we see or do, the Supersoul of all acts of seeing or doing is the Lord. This theory of simultaneous oneness and difference between the individual soul and the Supersoul is propounded by Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the philosophy of Achintya Bedha Beda Tattva. The Virat Rupa, or the, the gigantic feature of the Supreme Lord, includes everything materially manifested, and therefore the Virat, or gigantic feature of the Lord, is the Supersoul of all living and non-living entities. But the Virat Rupa is also the manifestation of Narayana or Vishnu. And going further on and on, one will eventually see that Lord Krishna is the ultimate Supersoul of everything that be. The conclusion is that one should unhesitatingly become a worshipper of Lord Krishna or for that matter, his plenary expansion of Narayana and nothing else. In the Vedic hymns, it is clearly said that first of all, Narayana cast a glance over matter and thus there was creation. Before creation, there was neither Brahma 
nor Shiva, nor what, and what to speak of others. Sripad Shankaracharya has definitely accepted this, that Narayana is beyond the material creation, and that all others are within the material creation. The whole material creation, therefore, is one with and different from Narayana, simultaneously. And this supports the Achintya Beda Beda philosophy of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Being an emanation from the glancing potency of Narayana, <clears throat> the whole material creation <clears throat> is non-different from him. But because it is the effect of his external energy, Bahiranga Maya, and is aloof from the internal potency, Atma Maya, the whole material creation is different from him at the same time. The example given in this verse very nicely is that of the dreaming man. The example given in this verse very nicely is that of the dreaming man. The dreaming man creates many things in his dream and thus he himself because the entangled seer of the dream and is also affected by the consequences. This material creation is also exactly like a dreamlike creation of the Lord. But he, being the transcendental supersoul, is neither entangled nor affected by the reactions of such a dreamlike condition, a creation. He is always in his transcendental position, but essentially he is everything and nothing is apart from him. As a part of him, one should therefore concentrate on him only, without deviation. Otherwise, one is sure to be overcome by the potencies of the material creation, one after another. It is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 9.7 as follows, Sarva Bhutani Kaunteya Prakriting Yanti Mami Kam Kalpak Chaye Punastani Kalpadao Vishvijamyaham O son of Kunti, at the end of the millennium, all material manifestations enter into my nature, and at the beginning of another millennium, by my potency, I create them again. The human life, however, is an opportunity to get out of this repetition of creation and annihilation. It is a means whereby one may escape the Lord's external potency and enter into his internal potency. Thus ends, thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports to, of the second canto, first chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled The First Step in God Realization. All glories to Shukulate Gave Goswami, who was unveiling the truth in front of our eyes. Hare Krishna. Chapter 2 The Lord in the Heart <clears throat> Text 1 Sri <clears throat> Shukadeva Goswami said Formerly Prior to the manifestation of the cosmos, Lord Brahma, by meditating on the Virat Rupa, regained his lost consciousness by appeasing the Lord. Thus, he was able to rebuild the creation as it was before. Purport The example cited herein of Sri Brahmaji is one of forgetfulness. Brahmaji is the incarnation of one of the mundane attributes of the Lord. Being the incarnation of passion, being the incarnation of the passion mode of material nature, he is empowered by the Lord to generate the beautiful material manifestation. Yet due to his being one of the numerous living entities, he is apt to forget the art of his creative energy. 
this forgetfulness of the living being, beginning from Brahma down to the lowest insignificant ant, is a tendency which can be counteracted by meditation on the Virat Rupa of the Lord. This chance is available in the human form of life and if a human being follows the instruction of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam and begins to meditate upon the Virat Rupa, then revival of his pure consciousness and counteraction of the tendency to forget his eternal relationship with the Lord can follow simultaneously. And as soon as this forgetfulness is removed, the Vyabhasaya Buddhi, as mentioned here and in the Bhagavad Gita 2.41, follows at once. This ascertained knowledge of the living being leads to loving service to the Lord, which the living being requires. The kingdom of God is unlimited. Therefore, the number of the assisting hands of the Lord is also unlimited. The Bhagavad Gita 13.14 asserts that the Lord has His hands, legs, eyes, and mouths in every nook and corner of His creation. This means that the expansion of the differentiated parts and parcels called jivas, or living entities, are assisting hands of the Lord, and all of them are meant for rendering a particular pattern of service to the Lord. The conditioned soul, even in the position of a Brahma, forgets this by the influence of the illusory material energy generated out of false egoism. One can counteract such false egoism by invoking God-consciousness. Liberation means getting out of the slumber of forgetfulness and becoming situated in the real loving service of the Lord, as exemplified in the case of Brahma. The service of Brahma is the sample of service in liberation, distinguished from the so-called altruistic services full of mistakes and forgetfulness. Liberation is never inaction, but service without human mistakes. Liberation is never inaction, but service without human mistakes. Text 2. The way of presentation of the Vedic sounds is so bewildering that it directs the intelligence of the people to meaningless things like the heavenly kingdoms. The conditioned souls hover in dreams of such heavenly illusory pleasures, but actually they do not relish any tangible happiness in such places. Purport. The conditioned soul is always engaged in laying out plans for happiness within the material world, even up to the end of the universal limit. He is not even satisfied with available amenities on this planet Earth, where he has exploited the resources of nature to the best of his ability. He wants to go to the moon or the planet Venus to exploit resources there, but the Lord has warned us in the Bhagavad Gita 8.16 about the worthlessness of all the innumerable planets of this universe, as well as those planets within other systems. There are innumerable universes and also innumerable planets in each of them, but none of them is immune to the chief miseries of material existence, namely the pangs of birth, the pangs of death, the pangs of old age, and the pangs of disease. The Lord says that even the topmost planet, known as Brahmaloka or Satyaloka, and what to speak of other planets, like the heavenly planets, is not a happy land for residential purposes due to the presence of material pangs, as above mentioned. Conditioned souls are strictly under the laws of fruitive activities, and as such, 
they sometimes go up to Brahmaloka and again come down to Pataloka. Pataloka. Conditioned souls are strictly under the laws of fruitive activities, and as such, they sometimes go up to the Brahma, to Brahmaloka, and again come down to Patalaloka, as if they were unintelligent, intelligent children on a Ferris wheel. The real happiness is in the kingdom of God, where no one has to undergo the pangs of material existence. Therefore, the Vedic ways of fruitive activities for the living entities are misleading. One thinks of a superior way of life in this country or that, or on this planet or another, but nowhere in the material world can he fulfill his real desire of life, namely eternal life, full intelligence, and complete bliss. Indirectly, Srila Chukadev Goswami affirms that Maharaj Pariksit in the last stage of life should not desire to transfer himself to the so-called heavenly planets, but should prepare himself for going back home, back to Godhead. None of the material planets nor the amenities available there for living conditions is everlasting. Therefore, one must have a factual reluctance to enjoy such temporary happiness as they afford. Text 3 For this reason, the enlightened person should endeavor only for the minimum necessities of life while in the world of names. He should be intelligently fixed and never endeavor for unwanted things, being competent to perceive practically that all such endeavors are merely hard labor for nothing. Purport Bhagavat Dharma, or the cult of Srimad Bhagavatam, is perfectly distinct from the way of fruitive activities, which are considered by the devotees to be merely a waste of time. The whole universe, or for that matter, all material existence, is moving on as jagat, simply for planning business to make one's position very comfortable or secure. Although everyone sees that this existence is neither comfortable nor secure and can never become, become comfortable, or secure at any stage of development. Those who are captivated by the illusory advancement of material civilization following the way of phantasmagoria are certainly madmen. The whole material creation is a jugglery is a jugglery of names only. In fact, it is nothing but a bewildering creation of matter. <clears throat> the whole material creation is a jugglery of names. Mm. The whole material creation is a jugglery of names only. In fact, it is nothing but a bewildering creation of matter. Like, like earth, water, and fire. The buildings, furniture, cars, bungalows, mills, factories, industries, peace, war, or even the highest perfection of material science, namely atomic energy and electronics, are all simply bewildering names of material elements with their concomitant reactions of the three modes. Since the devotee of the Lord knows them perfectly well, 
He is not interested in creating unwanted things for a situation which is not at all reality, but simply names of no more significance than the babble of sea waves. The babble of sea waves. The great kings, leaders and soldiers fight with one another in order to perpetuate their names <clears throat> in history. They are forgotten in due course of time and they make a place for, for one another. They are forgotten in due course of time and they make a place for another era in history. But the devotee realizes how much history and historical persons are useless products of flickering time. The fruitive worker aspires after a big fortune in the matter of wealth, woman, and worldly adoration. But those who are fixed in perfect reality are not at all interested in such false things. For them, it is all a waste of time. Since every second of human life is important, an enlightened man should be very careful to utilize time very cautiously. One second of human life wasted in the vain research of planning for happiness in the material world can never be replaced, even if one spends millions of coins of gold. Therefore, the transcendentalist desiring freedom from the clutches of maya or the illusory activities of life is warned herewith not to be captivated by the external features of fruitive actors. Human life is never meant for sense gratification, but for self-realization. Srimad Bhagavatam instructs us solely on this subject from the beginning to the end. From the, from the very beginning to the end. Human life is simply meant for self-realization. The civilization which aims at this utmost perfection never indulges in creating unwanted things and such a perfect civilization prepares men, prepares men only to accept the bare necessities of life or to follow the principle of the best use of a bad bargain. <clears throat> Our material bodies and our lives in that connection are bad bargains because the living entity is actually spirit and spiritual advancement of the living entity is absolutely necessary. Human life is intended for the realization of this important factor and one should act accordingly, accepting only the bare necessities of life and depending more on God's gifts without diversion of human energy for any other purpose, such as being mad for material enjoyment. The materialistic advancement of civilization is called the civilization of the demons, which ultimately ends in wars and scarcity. The transcendentalist is specifically warned herewith to be fixed in mind so that even if there is difficulty in plain living and high thinking, he will not budge even an inch from his stark determination. For a transcendentalist, it is a suicidal policy to be intimately in touch with the sense gratifiers of the world, because such policy will frustrate the ultimate gain of life. Shukadev Goswami met Maharaj Parikshit when the latter felt a necessity for such a meeting. It is the duty of a transcendentalist to help persons who desire real salvation and to support the cause of salvation. One might note that Shukadev Goswami never met Maharaj Pariksit while he was ruling as a great king. For a transcendentalist, the mode of activities is explained in the next shloka. And we will stop here. It's almost 8 o'clock. We started a little late. For that we apologize. But we went on a little late to make up for it.
So we'll start tomorrow at text 4, and tonight we'll ask all the devotees to please give their realizations from what they've heard tonight, their reflections, discussions, and so on. Hare Krishna. First is from Rai Kanur Devi Dasi. Rai Kanur Devi Dasi, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hari Bo. And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Gopakanya Devi Dasi, Hare Krishna. Jai Maharaj, Jai Sankirtan Yagyas. Blessed to hear and be in your association this evening, Maharaj, as always. Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All our prayers to the devotees and victims of war in Ukraine. Yes. And this is from Stefano. Hare Krishna, Stefano. Hare Krishna. If I go back to the spiritual world in the Vaikuntha planets because my eternal form belongs to that place, but I would like to go to Vraja where there is Radha and Krishna, is it possible to fulfill such desire? If you are uh, <clears throat> an eternal associate of Vishnu in Vaikuntha, uh, it's highly unlikely that you will want to go to Braj. So I think that you should not worry about this question. This is an absurd question. Because whatever your form is in the spiritual world, wherever it is, it will be completely satisfying to you because that's you, who you are. So I wouldn't worry about it and I would keep on hearing and chanting these books that Srila Prabhupada left us again and again and allow for the actual revelation of who you are to come out, to be revealed to you. We can't think our way into a particular relationship with Krishna. It is not a mental exercise. It's not something that you decide with your mind. It's an actual revelation that comes as a result of rendering pure devotional service. So the first thing to do is to get yourself engaged in pure devotional service without any consideration of yourself. But just Act for the pleasure of Krishna. Continue to hear and chant the Srimad Bhagavatam, which gives all the different varieties of places you can live and associate with Krishna. And let your heart be purified by that hearing and chanting and by the chanting of the holy names of Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama Hari Hari and don't be disturbed whether you can go from Vaikuntha to Braj or here or there or vice versa but rather concentrate on bringing your consciousness to the point of rendering service to Krishna without any personal motivation and then your form will be revealed to you and you will be ecstatic Hare Krishna Next is from Jagamohan Das. Hare Krishna Jagamohan. Dear Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. Hearing about the Lord's universal form is so enlivening. I love how the Srimad Bhagavatam takes us right to the point and in great detail. Hmm. Today there are a few scientific theories that use recent discoveries in quantum physics to imply matter may be produced by consciousness. Hmm. Most of these theories are considered to be at the cutting edge of modern science, mm. the height of mental speculation. Mm. My understanding is <coughs> the Srimad Bhagavatam teaches matter 
or the illusion of matter is relative, existing in a temporary dreamlike state and is stemming from a conscious source and that source has a personality, making the purpose of our human life to reawaken our lost relationship with the Supreme Personality. No mental speculation in Shastra, just pure transcendental knowledge. This spotless Purana is truly amazing. All glories to Srila Prabhupada, all glories to the daily readings, all glories to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Jai, Gorpurnima ki jai. I, it may be Gorpurnima someplace where you're hearing from, but tomorrow here in UK we will celebrate the appearance of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he came to preach Srimad Bhagavatam. So we're worshipping him every day by reading Srimad Bhagavatam every day. Hare Krishna. And that was a wonderful reflection, by the way. Very wonderful reflection. Thank you. Next is from Gopal Roy. Haribo Gopal Roy. Nice to hear your voice again. Dear Maharaj, beautiful to hear you as always. We are hoping to be in your neck of the woods soon, so hopefully we can visit you in person. Why not? <laughs> Tomorrow, Bhakta Ali and Bhakta Ellis are going into Saffron in the Brahmacharya Ashram. Wow, congratulations. Ali and, and the second one was? Ellis. Ellis. Ali and Ellis. They both listen to you every evening, and I pray that you give them both your blessings. Mm. Thank you again, Maharaj. Yes, may they succeed in their quest for enlightenment. Thank you again, Maharaj. We have so much love for you, your servant, Gopal Roy. Hare Krishna, Gopal Roy. And the feeling is, is mutual. From Daitari Hari. Daitari Hari. Hari Bo, Hari Bo. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thanks for tonight's reading. Mm. Nice point we heard tonight about how we counteract our tendency to be bewildered by false ego and the service of the Lord by invoking God consciousness. Yes. What in this context does it mean to invoke God consciousness? Does it just mean to try to be conscious of the fact that we are attempting? acting on behalf of the Lord for his interest? Or is, or is there more to it than that? Yeah, of course. Uh, invoking God consciousness means to remember God's instructions and to follow them. And in doing that, you will end up thinking of him. So God consciousness means thinking of God. And you can't think of God as an abstract concept. You can only think of God by thinking of His name and His form and His qualities and His pastimes and His entourage and His abode and the loving dealings that His eternal associates have with Him. So it's all of those things together, Hare Krishna, God consciousness. And especially, especially in relieving the Lord's anxiety that he feels by seeing the conditioned souls in the material world. You know, when Lord Chaitanya approached Haridas Thakur and he was in anxiety because he was wondering how the fallen conditioned souls would be delivered, especially the non-Bhuvim. And Haridas Thakur said, My Lord, don't be in anxiety. And in the purport to that verse, Srila Prabhupada said, This is service. So anyone who tries to relieve the anxiety the Lord feels, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu feels, in seeing the conditioned soul suffering and struggling in material world, it's rendering confidential service. And that confidential service will attract Krishna 
And once Krishna is attracted to you, that's it. The deed is done. Perfection is uh, just a matter of time. Hare Krishna. From Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna Anandamurti. Gora Purnima Ki Jai. Jai Ho. Jai. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Here in Japan, it is Gora Purnim today. Today I felt the mercy of Sri the Prabhupada. He is very kindly teaching us about our goal of this life. I am feeling how many lifetimes I have forgotten this aim of life and just tried to enjoy this material world. It was a horrible status of my life. Mm. So I want to continue to have the desire of distributing this transcendental scripture. Hare Krishna. So be it. May it be so. Thank you very much, Anandamurti, for your steady uh, desire to, to give Krishna consciousness to others and relieve them of material anxiety. Yes, in that way you become an, uh, an associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his followers, Hare Krishna. And from Bhakta Rupa? Yes, Bhakta Rupa. Hare Krishna. Thanks, Maharaj, for reading out loud. Really appreciate the emphasis put on concentrating one's mind on Krishna or else becoming misled and degraded. Mm. Reading aloud is certainly a trick for getting your mind to actually concentrate on these books. Mm. You know, when you read out loud to yourself, uh, everyone likes to hear the sound of their own voice. Everyone. Well, unless it's played back on a tape recorder, and then you don't like it at all. But in general, in general that's why we talk so much. So if you read out loud, you hear the truth and and the descriptions of Krishna from your own mouth to your own ear and it, there's a mystic power there's a potency in that act that 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 makes us become more interested and more enthusiastic to be Krishna conscious to go forward in Krishna consciousness Hare Krishna Goranga Gopal? Yes, Goranga Gopal. All of the Welch devotees are back. Must be the marathon, must be over. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for reading tonight. I liked how Prabhupada explains that, quote, the, mater the whole material creation is a jugglery of names only, unquote. Nothing of substance, just names without real meaning when disconnected from Krishna. Yes. The source of what they actually designate. Yes. Fantastic uh, reflection. Thank you so much, Prabhupada Gopal. From Gopakanya? Yes, Gopakanya. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and his stunning and the utmost perfect commentaries of Srimad Bhagavatam. His perfect perfect logistics and practical uh, revelation. Yes, it is called... This is Vigyan. When you hear from someone who actually has experienced these things, then you get Vigyan just by the hearing process. Bhagavatam is Vigyan. It's not Gyan. It's Vigyan. It's reali realized knowledge. He is smashing all those impersonalism, Mayavadis, Karmis, and Ganis. His only goal is to give pure bhakti to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. Yes. Jai Ho. Jai Ho, absolutely. Thank you. And I thank all of you for your beautiful reflections on this uh, Gorpurnim Eve. And we hope you all have ecstatic uh, uh, experiences 
worshipping on the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and we'll see you tomorrow night we'll be here tomorrow night no matter what I mean two days in a row is all I can take that, that, was, that was hard but I won't do that again if I can if I can at all help it Hare Krishna wait a second we have someone else somebody from Gemma Gemma Hare Krishna my obeisance is Guru Maharaj thanks for tonight's reading hearing and remembering this transcendental vibration is the best you really can't be turned on by the material world when you have had a taste of the spiritual realm mm -hmm. the Bhagavatam is the greatest I was looking how many books the Goswamis wrote wrote today wow dedication is another level literally otherworldly yes Jai Sri Sampradaya Vaishnav Saints Treasures of Bengal and their superhuman Mahatman feats are truly amazing <laughs> Hari Bolo thank you very much beautiful reflection thank you Hare Krishna one, one more thing from Ananda Murthy yes Ananda Murthy this Wednesday, nine people joined in Bhagavad Gita class by your mercy. Wow. We discussed chapter 8 and chapter 9. Wonderful. They are almost new and started studying Bhagavad Gita with my class since a few months. Very nice. Two of them are totally first time to hear the Bhagavad Gita. Very nice. But one of them has already an old edition of Japanese Bhagavad Gita and she was saying she was reading and she was feeling pleasure. She was reading alone and then her friend, who already attended my class, recommended to join with us. All of them are so intelligent and having desire to know about the Supreme Truth. I am getting inspired by them because they already have faith for Krishna, the Supreme Lord. Yes, that is the way of, 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 of spiritual life. When new people come on board, everyone stays enlivened. That's why the spreading of Krishna consciousness is so important both for the individual souls who are coming to get relief and all for all of us who are already here to welcome them and be enlivened by seeing them come to Krishna consciousness. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabheda Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bol. See you tomorrow night, the auspicious Gaur Purnim evening. Same time, same place, same topic as Shukadeva Goswami churns the nectar and pours it into our ears. Hare Krishna.